I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, January 24th. One of the men wanted on murder charges in the August shooting death of a man in Quincy has been arrested after a month-long search. Dante Clark was taken into custody at a hotel in Wareham and was due in Norfolk Superior Court yesterday. Clark is one of seven men, several still at large, indicted on murder charges by a grand jury in December over the fatal shooting of Jordan Wiggins in the parking lot outside his apartment early in the morning of August 18th. It was not immediately clear if Clark had an attorney. The 23-year-old from Brockton was arrested in September before he was identified as a suspect in the killing. He's been accused of assault and battery on a police officer investigating the killing, but he did not appear at a court hearing. He was wanted for failing to appear in court and then indicted on the murder charge two months later while he was still at large. The Quincy Zoning Board of Appeals today will continue discussions surrounding a proposal for a five-story, 46-unit residential development at the corner of Furnacebrook Parkway and Copeland Street in West Quincy. A developer wants to demolish several single-family homes and make way for the new project. The Zoning Board will meet tonight at 6 p.m. at Old Quincy City Hall. Emergency response training continues today at Quincy Housing Authority buildings. Today, the training will take place at Pagnano Towers on Curtis Avenue beginning at 2.30. All this month, Quincy police are training residents in public housing on how to respond in the event of a fire, a weather-related event, a violent act, or a medical issue. Chinese translators will be available. A parking system upgrade at the MBTA's commuter lots left a local woman with a big problem. For years, Erin Skeffington from Marshfield commuted to work from the Quincy Adams MBTA station where she would park her car and catch the train. In March of 2020, she loaded up her parking card with more than $200. But when the pandemic hit, Skeffington stopped taking the train and it was two years before she needed to commute into the city again. She realized last March that things had changed. At the MBTA garage, her parking card was obsolete. Skeffington says she was able to confirm that she had a $237 balance on her card, but she couldn't get the money back. After six months of trying, she finally got a check for the full amount. The Ashmont Grill, which has been a staple in Dorchester for 18 years, will shutter its doors sometime in February, according to General Manager Tara O'Reardon. With it ends the longest-running $1 Duxbury Oyster Night in the neighborhood. Chef Chris Douglas, who founded Ashmont Grill, said he bought the space on Talbot Avenue because there was nothing like it. He described Ashmont Grill as an everyday restaurant where people go weekly to hang out with friends. Nearly two decades later, Douglas said he's ready to take a step back from work and look toward retirement, although not in the immediate future. He said it's been open for so long and others started to show interest in moving on as well that it makes sense to close up shop. 
but the restaurant provided more than just service to paying customers. Ashmont Grill frequently partnered with the community at events, and during the pandemic, it even stepped up to provide food relief efforts and grocery distribution. It's not yet clear who will take over the space when Ashmont Grill departs, but Douglas said that they are looking for a proposal to fill that void. If you've noticed a big jump in your electric bill this winter, you're not alone. Now, some Massachusetts lawmakers want to try to roll back the rate hikes recently granted to the utilities. Last fall, Massachusetts regulators agreed to let Eversource raise electric rates by 43 percent and National Grid by 64 percent. State Representative John Barrett is one of more than 90 lawmakers who've written to the Department of Public Utilities calling the rate increases exorbitant and pointing out that since they were approved, oil prices have fallen dramatically. They're asking the DPU to reassess the rate increases. The utilities say that only a fraction of Massachusetts electricity is generated from oil and that mostly comes from natural gas, which remains expensive. The chair of the legislative committee that oversees utilities says even if those generation costs do come down, the rates for consumers are locked in twice a year. Representative Jeff Roy, the chair of the committee that oversees utilities, says the process does not allow for a rate hike to be changed before the six-month period is up. Roy says electric costs will come down in Massachusetts when new alternative sources come online, including hydroelectricity from Quebec and wind turbines off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. The state legislature wrote the rules by which the rates are set. Massachusetts authorities sent out an advisory about possible collision with a large number of whales that have been sighted in Cape Cod Bay. The North Atlantic right whales were spotted feeding by the Center for Coastal Studies in the lower and eastern Cape Cod Bay on January 18th. The center documented at least 27 whales. Massachusetts Division of Marine Fisheries is urging mariners to travel with extreme caution around Cape Cod Bay as large concentrations are expected. Any boat is prohibited from approaching the whales within 500 yards by state and federal law. The Massachusetts Environmental Police and U.S. Coast Guard are authorized to enforce the law for the safety of both mariners and whales. Vessel operators in the area are strongly urged to proceed with caution, reduce speed to less than 10 knots, and post lookouts to avoid colliding with the endangered whales. The flu situation in Massachusetts is improving. Last month, the state reached very high levels of influenza, according to the Department of Public Health's weekly flu report, which didn't happen at all the year before. But as of this past Friday, the report said flu severity in Massachusetts is at moderate levels. The latest numbers show only 1.16% of hospitalizations are associated with the flu. Around Christmas time, that number was over 6%. So far, 43% of Massachusetts residents have had their flu shot this season. A check of business news this morning, and stocks pulled back yesterday. The Dow was down 14, the Nasdaq dropped 16, the S&P fell 3. Stocks were higher in Asia. The dollar fell, the euro rose, oil at $81 a barrel. In sports, Celtics lost in Orlando. 
last night, 113 to 98. They'll stay in Florida tonight and head over to Miami to play the Heat at 7.30. Bruins are in Montreal tonight at 7. The National Weather Service forecast for today, turning partly cloudy at a high of 40 degrees, so we'll do a little melting. For tonight, some refreezing. Temperatures will drop into the mid-20s. For tomorrow, some snow moves in later in the afternoon with a high tomorrow of 36 degrees. The snow could accumulate several inches before flipping over to rain on Thursday as temperatures climb Thursday to near 50 degrees. Friday, mostly sunny and a high of 36. With a boater today, waves 2 to 3 feet, a west wind, gusting to 25 knots at times, high tide right after 1 p.m. Sunrise 7.04, set at 4.47. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, January 24th.